17 trips have We've been... done more than 17 trips. <laughs> no, but I mean, 17 trips have been distilled into podcast form. Some more interesting than others. So we just Absolutely. got back from a week-long... 10 days. 10-day trip. About 3,100 miles. 3,000... 3,200 miles, and we need wow. to change our oil again. And we went That's from, really far. <laughs> we went from Denver yep. home through Wyoming yep. and Utah, yep. Idaho, mm-hmm. Oregon, mm-hmm. and Washington. Mm-hmm. Almost and to Canada. Almost to Canada. We went, we had a short ex- little excursion on a ferry boat. Yep. We went up to the San Juan Islands. It's true. And we saw Canada from a, from a distance over the water. From a distance. The we got world. on two boats. Two boats. Baxter's first boat ride. Baxter got on two different boats. And did very well. And then we spent um, a, several days in Seattle. Marysville, Arlington, Arlington. And did it all in the Scout. In the Scouty. No hiccups. Not a single. And I think some key, some key facts for this trip. We hit the, we, we were able to experience the hottest temperatures ever recorded in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my God, it was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Over 120 degrees inside of our Scout. Definitely. For days. Definitely felt like I was baking. Now I know how pizza feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a pizza in a pizza oven. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So, uh, I and I think that entire time, we only camped one time. Yes. As far as I can recall. Mosquito Cove. Yeah, which at the campsite we will know as Mosquito Cove. It's a beautiful campsite. Um, but we, yeah, we, our main goal, this wasn't, this wasn't a super recreational trip. We had a little time for fun, but yeah, our main goal was to hustle up to Seattle and then spend time in Seattle and then hustle home again. Yeah. Because you needed to work during the week and it is given your career path. It is impossible to do your job from the woods, like remote woods, like in a tent. So you had your last meeting Friday at like... Two something. Yep. And then the minute you signed off, we loaded up. Loaded up. We drove for three or four hours. Yes. Stayed in a Super 8. No. No. No, we did not stay in a Super 8. We could not find a Super 8. The Super 8 is the go-to. Like, that's always what we're looking for. Love a Super 8. (laughs) It's not classy. But it's clean and it's like reliably predictable. And they take Baxter's. And usually their Wi-Fi is pretty good. Yeah. Because unfortunately with a dog, if you're hoteling, and we were hoteling because we were driving pretty late in the day. So, I mean, we hit 11 o'clock one night and past midnight another night. So <sighs> yeah, those, those are not nights you want to be looking for. I mean, I don't want to be looking for a campsite because usually it takes us like at least a couple hours to find a campsite. I mean, I think sometimes we're pretty fast, but then there's like 
the setting up and then our like mattress to takes like you know 45 minutes to inflate which is fine normally because you just roll it out and it self inflates and you like putts around camp but if it's like one o'clock in the morning i'm not really patient enough plus we're trying to get up really early the next day right to do more miles so yeah so not not the most uh that hotel what was the name of it the first hotel it was like a crime scene (laughs) Without the blood. But there was other DNA evidence left on. There was. <laughs> like we walked in, and I was like, oh my God, somebody died here. <laughs> um, all of the furniture and probably the mattress, <laughs> given its squishiness, is probably from when the hotel was last renovated. And I would say that that was in the early 80s. Like, because it, was, it wasn't quite the 70s. But it was still definitely like those dark jewel tones of the 70s, but it was a little bit more 80s. Yeah. Like it has not been touched. I mean, it may have been vacuumed and the sheets look clean. There weren't bed bugs. We always check. Oh, we check. It's like a it's like a full 10 minute inspection. Yeah. But like. The chair, I definitely did not want to set any of my belongings down on any soft surfaces. Like the armchair had some suspicious white stains on Bed it. sheets had blood stains for sure. What? Uh, the well, sheets? They looked like it, yeah. But they, it wasn't like a bed bug blood stain. It was like patches. Ugh, I did not see that. Or I would have like slept in the car. It could have also been soup. yes many people rent a hotel in a very small town and then consume or any other or any other soup i i guess it could have been wine too it could have been wine i just was thinking it was probably blood that's the most likely so we stayed in so i've got our map i pulled our tracks up and um that was in rawlings wyoming yeah which is kind of sent central southern wyoming it's not a tiny town. It's a it's a decent size. Mm. It's got it's got I many, mean it's got a post office, it's got a rodeo, it's got several restaurants. Can you even be a town in Wyoming without a rodeo? <laughs> it's yeah, got what did we eat? a museum, a Carbon County Museum. Oh, this is Carbon County? Yeah. Oh, because remember on the ride home on the highway it said no fireworks in Carbon County. Yeah. Because of the dryness. Okay. So then we hauled butt through Utah, made it up to Idaho. In Idaho, we stayed. Uh, oh, this is on this is on our way back. So wow, we really we made some serious miles this day. Yeah, that's where we stayed in Ontario. Yeah, just below Walla Walla. Yeah, well, we stayed in Oregon then. Yeah, night. we made it to Oregon. Um, we wanted to stay in Baker City, um, but again. I think that everyone in the world is traveling right now because there were no hotel rooms, like none. And so we stopped for dinner at a hotel that didn't have any rooms, but they had a diner, <laughs> the country kitchen. Yeah. Cheese and avocado. We've been there twice now. We've been there twice now. Cheese and avocado omelet with hash browns yeah. and sourdough toast. Yep. Um, and so Chris went on to the 
hotel finder mission and found his hotel, booked it, and then actually looked where it was. And it was like three hours down the road. And it was like, what, seven when we were eating dinner? Yeah, it's probably around seven or so. Yeah. So we're looking at like 10 o'clock. Now, granted, this was the hottest day we had ever spent in the scout. And like Baxter had gone internal. Like he just, his mind went blank with heat and he would just lay in the back and like stare dead at the wall. (laughs) Panting, just a slow, constant. Yeah, We're like, he, I like, I felt terrible. I didn't know what to do, right? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, we... You know, you know, it's you're not supposed to leave your dog in the car, obviously, when you like go shopping or something, right? But I feel like our car was probably at that level of where you just leave your dog in the car. Yeah. When it's 75 out. Yeah. And your dog like bakes to death. Yeah. I feel like it was just like that all day. All day. Windows down while we're driving. Yeah. So I was worried about him like burning brain cells or whatever happens to dogs when they start getting too hot. Yeah. Overheating. Yeah. But he seems just as smart now as he did when we left. I don't know. Hey, buddy. Baxter. We'll see if any disabilities. Well, he's still breathing. Yeah, so. he's still breathing. We'll keep <laughs> an eye on him. Keep an eye breathing. on him this week for sure. <laughs> yeah, so we, 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 we uh, so did an additional. So hot. We did a, the additional three and a half hours so of driving. So that was what, like a 12 hour driving day, 13 hour driving day? We were over 17 hours. That day? Yeah. In the car. Yeah. And so we get to our hotel and I'm trying to remember it. There's not really much to remember. There was a bed that was far more comfortable than the hotel the night before. There weren't that I remember any suspicious stains. No, I mean, that was shower. Yeah, that was an in and out. We just went in. Yeah, I think I like got out. The problem is, is like you get so hot in that metal box of a scout that you just are gross. Like, even though you're not doing anything, you're just sitting. Like, I had to take a shower before I could go to bed or I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep because I just my, I just felt grimy. Yeah. Maybe it's the windows down. Man, you're making, you're making it sound like a terrible trip. It was, I mean, it, it was challenging, right? Yeah. This was definitely not like the super fun, stop whenever we want, like take our sweet time, go on some like back roads in the forest and like crawl over some rocks. And like, this was definitely not this trip. Like it was a challenge. It was mentally challenging to get to your mom's house. I mean, but we did like, we're good travelers and like we didn't get mad at each other, testy with each other. You know, we like, when it would cool down and the sun went down or if we'd hit some shade, you know, we'd joke around and like sing and have fun. But like there were definitely hours there where we didn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like full focus on surviving and moving forward. <laughs> and Yeah. Temperatures just kept rising the closer we got to Seattle. Yeah. So the next day was a shorter day. Right. But yeah. We rolled up into... Uh, just north of Seattle where my mom lives. We stopped at your brother's house in North Bend. For oh, like that's true. We stopped at five hours. Yeah. We like crashed at your brother's house because he has air conditioning. 
drank LaCroix, helped him plan a wedding. <laughs> yeah, so. Grab some Mexican. Nick's partner, Julie, her daughter is getting married this week? Next week. Next week. Next week. So her daughter and future son-in-law, their place doesn't have air conditioning. So they had ascended upon Nick and Julie's house to finish up some wedding stuff and get some relief from the heat. Because at that point in time, it was like, what, 110? Mm -hmm. Which is insane for the Seattle area. I know people in Arizona are like, 110? I mean, that's every day. But like when you live in Seattle, that's like insanity. So we ascended upon them and we were only going to stay for like an hour max. We were like, oh, well, this will just be an in and out. We're just going to drop off some stuff and then like say hi and then head out. Five hours later, we've eaten lunch, drank like four boxes of LaCroix. <laughs> Basically covered everything that's happened in our lives from the last year and a half since we've seen them at Christmas 2019. Yep. Talked, um, about, talked about trips they had taken around the San Juans and like bo boats, canoes, yeah, kayaking, ca yeah, kayaks. San Juan. Because we were talking about we were going to go up there, so we're trying to get some tips. Yeah. Um, Julie is also a teacher, so her and I like exchanged like the trials and and uh, frustrations of this last school year of like what like the constant changing evolution of the schedule of the teaching curriculum of the like pedagogy. Um, so, anyways, there's a lot of that, and then. Finally, we're like, okay, we should actually go see your mom. Now, granted, my mother-in-law is a wonderful woman. I love her dearly. And her home is delightful, but it does not have air conditioning. <laughs> so she was fully, did. she was not upset. She fully understood why we stayed at Nick's house for as long as we did. But that drive to your mom's house, I thought was going to mentally break me. It was only like an hour. But it was like six o'clock. It was like the hottest part of the day. And I was like crispy on the edges. <laughs> I was like the cheese on the pizza that's been touching the pan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I was just numb to it. Yeah. Yeah. You I can go numb. I just get crispy. Yeah. Baxter retreated back into his internals. I think it's from the, it, this trip reminded me a lot of when I used to take long motorcycle trips in the summer That's and I true. would go through Death Valley and Nevada, yeah, um, Las Vegas and stuff in the summer where it would be over a hundred degrees, like pretty regularly. Yeah. And then I'd have my full riding suit on head, head to toes and just like dripping in sweat. And I think you just, you just, it just gets to a point where you just get used to it, I guess. Yeah. I definitely felt like I got to that place on the trip home. Yeah. But like, that was probably the hottest road trip I've ever done in my entire life. Like that first leg up to your mom's house. So we arrive in Arlington. Yep. And then uh, we got a friend up in uh, that area named Robbie who is one of five listeners to this podcast. Shout out to Robbie. Shout out to Robbie. Likes to listen while he's mowing his lawn. Yep. He's got a house and he has a yard and he mows it. <laughs> um, but he also... 
we don't we don't have any of those things. That's what. <laughs> um, but he also has a cabin that's been in the family for a while up in the San Juan Islands. Yep. And uh, to protect his privacy, I will not say which island it is on. It's a top secret island. But I will say it is accessible only by small private boat. You could probably hire a boat to go over there. That's true. You probably could. <laughs> but we took the ferry. Seattle's got a ferry. We left out of Anacortes. We took one of the big old ferries uh, where they load up cars, kind of like the one that goes from Seattle to Bremerton. Well, not kind of like, I think it's the exact same type of it's ferry. It's the exact same type yeah. of ferry. <laughs> Hopped on there about an hour ride over to Friday Harbor. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect weather. Stunning. Yeah. Just like amazing. Super sunny. Beautiful. Tons of sunblock on. And that's the biggest island, San Juan Island. And then we kind of explored that island for maybe like an hour or two hours, something mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't too hot. It was a really nice temperature. The sun was out. Friday Harbor was hopping Ooh, with yeah, tourists. But once we like got out of the Friday Harbor... It... This was the weekend before 4th of July weekend for yeah. context. So American flags were starting to go up, little little flag, yeah. flags and decorations. And we went to the... Uh, there's a little park... In the southeast part of the, the island that we went to, Castle Point. Um, yeah, I think there is where we we stopped. We stopped for maybe ten or fifteen minutes, um, and then yeah, we got out, walked around some pretty rocks, continued around the island, looked at and waved to Canada. Hey, oh. Canada! And then hit uh, Roach Harbor, which is like it, it's on the other side of the island. Yeah, it's at the most northern. Almost the most northern part of the island, and it's popping. I mean, there's a gr- there's a the thing that stood out to me was this grass runway w- runway with planes landing in on the island. Yeah, sea planes like Be- the sea like to land planes. Super cool runway. I mean, yeah. it looks it looks pretty technical. It was pretty short and not flat. Yeah, but it was it was used. I mean, there's like a parking lot out there that everyone's parking their planes in. Yeah, there's like seven or eight planes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, these are little like probably don't seat more than like eight people. Yeah, well, there and there's lots of like the tail draggers yeah. that you use for like pulling gliders and stuff and crop dusting and that kind of stuff. So being from the Seattle area, my family definitely explored the San Juans. I felt like fairly robustly as a kid. Um, my uncle used to live on Vashon and but I had never, ever heard of Roach Harbor. Never heard of it. Didn't even know it was there. And then we pull up and it's like freaking Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So our friend Robbie told us a little bit of the history about the person who owns Roach Harbor. There's like one person who owns the majority of it. And it was all built in this kind of like Nantucket style coastal architecture. And then recently, I guess, the owner started selling plots of land around the main pier. Um, but there's like building code. So if you buy a plot of land and you want to build a house, it has to maintain this like Nantucket essence. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course they had all the like stars and stripes buntings and like every, it was like decked. And of course, since it's like that Nantucket style, everything's white and pristine and it looks like freaking Disneyland. I felt like I was on like the California pier and like California adventure or whatever. I was like, man, <laughs> like does Disneyland always been up here. Why do I keep going to California? <laughs> so I was like, this was like really cute and um, really adorable. I would have liked to have spent some more time up there just like exploring, but 
Um, yeah, we just like met up with the crew. There was another Chris, so you became Croissant, which is Chris Hunt. Yeah, Robbie and family plus uh, Chris plus us, us. and Dago. Yep. And um, so yeah, we hopped on Robbie's powerboat. Went probably for 10 to 15 minutes out to the little island. He has a cabin on there. Yeah. And it is like the most cabin-y cabin that I've been to as far as I can remember. It is definitely a cabin. And it's definitely a cabin that's been owned for multiple generations. Because there's like the main cabin, which yeah. is the original. And then the back part, which was an addition. And then the front part, that was an addition. But they got the additions from the same company that it did the original cabin, the Lindahl Homes, which... They're, I think they're based in Washington. So if you're from like the Washington area, you know them. But I think you can get their homes almost anywhere. And they're basically Lincoln Logs. They like slide into place. This one's all cedar. They do non-cedar homes now. But when I was growing up, they only did cedar homes. And so you walk in and it smells like a sauna. Yeah. You know, it's like that I love perfect. That smell. I couldn't place what it was until until Robbie said it smells like a sauna. I, yeah. I, I couldn't I was like, man, this is such a familiar smell. What is this? Yeah. But yeah, and I that was probably part partially because of the heat too. The heat too, definitely. <laughs> but it wasn't hot in there. No. I mean it was, it was super comfortable. Well, I guess the di- it wasn't hot at all that day really. It was like high seventies, so it was yeah. a good it was a good temp. And the, and um their water was rainwater came from rainwater. It was only. all rainwater that they put a tad of bleach in so you don't drink it. They had bottled water for drinking. And when I was doing the dishes, I could definitely smell the bleach. Yeah. But um and they also but they did have electricity. Yep. And um no internet, but two B D internet might be on its way. Yep. It's uh, making its way around the island. Yep. It it was pulled underwater. It it's hit one house on the island, and I guess it's got one, <laughs> one little stretch to go, and maybe they'll have fiber internet here pretty soon. Yeah, and then, but you know, honestly, not having internet was it, it's not it's like I think that's a good thing. I mean, I liked not having that option. Right, I liked it too. But I guess if it's your cabin and you maybe want to go out there and like, you know, when it was like a hundred and twenty, you know, going out to the cabin and being able to work would have been nice option because it's so much cooler out there because you're surrounded by water yeah um no indoor plumbing outhouse yep had a little outhouse which was very cute and a sign and it had a sign that robbie made when he was a kid yeah in like middle school about how you work the pit toilet and how Mm -hmm. like what you do when you're done like how do you get the toilet seat going and like yeah it was super adorable and we had like a little guest cabin a little guest cabin all to ourselves yeah it was down the road a little ways right up against the water yeah it was nice it was the cabin was super well put together yeah it was really it was nice. like a, it was like what you would find if you were booking a an airbnb super expensive airbnb yeah it was yeah. very clean inside it also had electricity lots of outlets lots of electrical outlets in case <laughs> you, you need to in charge anything yeah lots of outlets that was very noticeable um, comfortable bed that we stayed on there. Yeah. Um, we had barbecue for dinner. Yep. Barbecue. Rob, Robbie made some chicken. We turned it into tacos. Yeah. Some like watermelon. Watermelon. And then we took a walk along the beach. Chris practiced his rock skipping. Yep. My throughout shoulder, your shoulder. My shoulder still hurts from that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> does it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> Part of that could also be kettlebelling, but. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there's just, when you throw, it's like, you kind of you snap your shoulder a little bit you know i don't know i never throw anything so like that like you know it's not like a serious injury but i definitely still feel it yeah yeah 
welcome to middle age. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and then like on our walk back, we got attacked by mosquitoes. Yep. Huge mosquito attack. Yep. I am still covered in mosquito bites. Yeah. My whole body itches. Well, we took a shortcut through like this uh, shrubbery. It was like. It was like marshy. Yeah, it was like little marshy stuff and, right like, on the, the beach. And like the mosquitoes just bloomed yeah. out. And like <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, there's mosquitoes everywhere. And then we're like running. We're like, oh my God, they're coming out. <laughs> <laughs> they were like in deep hibernation and then and we like, millions of them just like <laughs> broke out of their eggs and resuscitated. And they were just as, like, food. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, that was insane. And then we stayed up way too late playing that card game. That was actually kind of fun. I don't yeah. remember what it was called. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That was a pretty fun game. Um, And both you and I tied. We tied, place. of course. Duh, we're the hunts. And the other Chris won and Robbie came in last place. Yeah. And that was his game. <laughs> it's definitely one of those. It's not a game. It's not a, there's a tiny bit of skill. There, no, there's definitely skill in there. Cause like, like Robbie reorganized one of my hands and it made like a really big difference. That's true. Um, but it's more just like remembering the rules and how things move around. I think more than it is skill. And then we went to bed at a late hour and then woke up at a very early hour to try and catch the 750 boat. But remember, we had to do a, a 750 ferry. So we had to do a little boat, then a drive, and then the ferry. So we had and we had and you got to get to the ferry uh, forty five or fifty minutes early. Yeah, because so. they queue you. I up. I think we got up. I think we woke up. We woke up before six. I don't. I remember. think I had my alarm set for six, but I woke up at like five fifty and yeah. just like, you know, when you're so tired and you wake up before you need to wake up, and it's just like, well, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> that's where i was at I was, it's also nice when you wake up without without the alarm it's yeah. not as like aggressive yeah you so can, even though it's a little bit early it just feels better and then i figured that extra 10 minutes i could like move slower and not feel like i had to because we i think we only gave ourselves like 10 minutes to like pack up and get out yeah so having that extra 10 minutes like i got to walk the dog and like kind of like come to a little slower yeah one you know one thing i regret at the cabin is I did not take as many photos as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like I I took no photos of the actual cabin or that where we, we stayed, stayed in. Yeah. I was too. And I think part of it is like, this always happens when I'm with other people is I never take the camera out. Cause I'm too like, I'm just hanging out with the people. I'm not like worried about taking pictures, you know? Right. But I know that like when you and Robbie used to go motorcycling, it was totally fine for you to stop and take pictures. I think it's just like this, like we haven't seen anyone. Yeah. Or like, just well, I guess we saw so Robbie time hanging out and talking and playing games and stuff. We saw Robbie in November. Yeah. But yeah. And so it just, you get, you get, you know, you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so like the camera doesn't come out. Like yeah. I have zero pictures from Friday. Didn't take a single one because I was like in the moment. And yeah. I like don't regret that. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess regret's the wrong word. I just, it would have been cool to remember what the cabin looked like. But I did take a picture inside, which I really like. They have a giant, really awesome window that faces the water mm-hmm. and it lets in a ton of light. And they got this cool chair in front with like this old radio. Mm-hmm. It's like an it's like a it's like an Eames recliner or chair with ottoman, but it's not 
the Eames chair that has been reproduced like a million times that's in everyone's home. It's like slightly different. It's a different uh, design though too. Yeah, it's, it's not even it's different not like design. a copy. It's a different it's Yeah, got it's a different, a different styling, it. but it's like that concept of like the high back with the separate with like, the separate rest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I snapped that when I walked in and that picture turned out a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah. But that's enough, I guess I can kind of remember extrapolate from there. Yeah. So drive through the island, get to the ferry, like find coffee, oddly more difficult than you would expect. <laughs> Just pro tip for those catching the ferry on the San Juan Islands, Friday Harbor. Yeah. Not all the coffee places open when they say they're going to open. <laughs> so, like with the, I think there was four coffee places next to the um, ferry terminal and, and two of them did not open on time. Yeah. They, they, it was like, 45 minutes past their opening time and they still weren't open but there were people in there so like they were getting ready to open so it's not like they were closed for the day they just you know island time i guess maybe yeah island sure. time. so the bean and something opens yeah um and then we drove back to arlington yep hung out in arlington for well you had you met up with some friends well that was what that was that that was uh son, that was thursday Wednesday, you met up with your brother. Thursday, you met up with friends. Right. But was it Tuesday was the hottest, hottest day when we were at your mom's? I think that's Monday. Monday. And you ended up, the internet went out because it was so hot. So you went to Starbucks. It was so hot. uh, The internet provider, their equipment just stopped working. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like, maybe it's like stored in a cupboard somewhere. I have no idea. It's not the (laughs) best internet, but yeah. The internet went out, so I went to Starbucks for like probably four or five hours. Baxter and I just laid, like literally we just laid around being hot. Yeah. And like, do you know what? I'm okay with that. I ate ice cream. I don't eat ice cream very often, but I definitely indulged in some ice cream that day. Um, And then, yeah, so we, the reason we went to Seattle is for a memorial celebration of life for my mom who passed away in November. But because we're in the middle of a global pandemic and like schedules and like school years, like it just took us a while to figure out how we wanted to have like a final send off for mom. Mm-hmm. So I finally just, I was talking to my aunt and uncle because I haven't seen them in like years and years and years. And uh, my aunt's schedule is super crazy. Um, so she told me she had July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th off. She rarely gets long like amount of days off. And so I just decided I'm going to have I'm going to plan a memorial for my mom on friday the second and we're gonna do it in seattle we're gonna do it at a park and i just did it i mean i researched parks and my brother jim was super helpful in that because normally when my family has events we go to lincoln park in west seattle but that is because my aunt lives in west seattle and my grandparents lived in west seattle so since the majority of the family was in west seattle and lincoln park is so big we always went to lincoln park but now i'm like well, the majority of the family isn't way over there anymore. So there's this park called Karkik, um, that I used to go to. It's really close to the house like my mom and stepdad uh, bought and where I spent like my high school years. 
And it's a great park. It has beach access. And so I just booked a shelter and reserved some picnic tables and sent out the word to the universe that this is the day, this is the time. So Wednesday, my brother drove out to Arlington and we ran errands. My brother had never been to Walmart before. What? He, well, he lives in San Francisco. There yeah, isn't a Walmart in San Francisco. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So we did some shopping. I bought like nine boxes of LaCroix and a case of water and a bunch of snacks and some plates and like cups. And we're like, do we do balloons? Do we do streamers? Do you do balloons and streamers? I don't know. And so um, and then we bought everything and it like I don't shop at Walmart very often. I think I've only been in a Walmart maybe like five or six times in my entire life. And like we like I the woman like told me the total and I was like, it was half of what I was expecting it to be. I was like, wow, look how good I did. This is why people shop at Walmart. So we loaded everything up in the car and then we saw the garden center and I was like, oh, you know, mom really loved purple and there's this like lavender that's in purple buckets. And so we went back to the garden center and then we ended up finding some purple dahlias and mom loved dahlias. So we got some dahlias and then I made dinner. Was that the night I made dinner? Yeah, I made dinner for the fam. Yep. Your poor mom and Jimmy. They were so tired after work. It was so hot. It took me forever to make dinner. I think it like that dinner should have only taken like 25 minutes to make, but it took like over an hour and they were so tired. They were really nice about it, but I felt so bad. Yeah. You made spaghetti, right? Yeah. I made the pesto, but then... um. Your mom and Jimmy wanted chicken, but the chicken was frozen. So I tried to like, that's why it took so long because the chicken right. was still frozen. Yeah. So I made, I baked them up some pesto chicken to put on their pasta. Oh, I felt terrible though. And then, then the day after that, my childhood friend from sixth grade band class, Aurora, came in, collected me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just like, went out for lunch and got some coffee. And then our other friend, Elisa, who I met also in sixth grade in homeroom, and I actually introduced Elisa and Aurora to each other. Um, She lives in Chelan, but was in town. So we met up with her and her daughter, Vivian, and her new husband, Jamie, who I'd not met before. Um, And we did what we did in high school. We went thrifting. We went to thrift shops and it was super fun. Um, Yeah, we just had a really good time. It was really good to just spend time with them. And we planned a girls weekend. I think we're going to Mexico in a couple weeks. Mexico. Mexico. So yeah. We like wrote what, you know what part of Mexico yet? No. So they had planned a little overnight trip together um they're both very blonde and as you get older you for some reason eyebrows tend to disappear and as the hair gets lighter they get more invisible like i go and get mine tinted but i still have lots of hair on my eyebrows to tint Mm -hmm. the both of them in the 90s when like penciled on eyebrows were popular plucked their eyebrows off completely So it doesn't always grow back. So they really want to go get microblading 
to get eyebrows basically tattooed on. It's like a temporary tattoo. It lasts like a couple years. Um, so they have to figure out if where in Mexico they can get their eyebrows put on by a reputable place that has, they were very concerned about the place having ink for blonde haired people. Sure. I get, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But like Rosarito Ensenada. Yeah. Both those, those are all places. super touristy yeah. and lots of expats. Yeah. I if, like, and, but those are also in Baja. Yeah. So that's a little different. So I don't know. It depends on where you're going, but like, I was thinking Rosarito. Main, mainland Mexico is going to have, is going to have definitely have that stuff too. They've got way more developed cities there. Yeah. I was thinking Rosarito just cause it's a cheap flight to Tijuana and it's mm-hmm. super short. From Tijuana to Rosarito. Yep. Rosarita. Is it Rosarito or Rosarita? Probably drive there. For Christmas. Yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, probably this year. Check it out. So anyway, so we decided to make a girls weekend of it. So we're going to, the three of us are going to head out without the husbands, without the kids, without the dogs and just do grown up lady time. Cool. So that sounds weird. Grown up lady yeah, time. Yeah, it does sound Ooh. weird. <laughs> sounds like a some kind of weird bachelorette party. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. In Mexico. In Mexico. Um, so yeah, so that was Thursday. Then Friday was mom's thing. Um I had to stop by the house and pick up. I have my great grandmother's China. My grandmother's glassware, my mom's crystal that I wanted. Well, I really wanted grandma's glassware and mom's crystal. The china, I didn't know what to do with the china, but it's got to go somewhere. So we packed it up. Um, It's going to some family, staying in the family. Everything worked out with the china, so that's great. And then we brought the rest of the stuff home. Um, So mom's memorial... I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I will say that having almost every single member of my family in one place for the first time in like seven years, it was special. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I had seen a lot of those people either in probably seven, yeah, seven years since we I mean, did, since we, I think we got married. Yeah, it was the last time did, everyone was in one room. We had together. a Chris, we had like a Christmas, a, a Christmas celebration or two, but I guess that might've been before we got married. Yeah. And I, then I like just remember my, being, being at some Christmas parties and my stepsister, Julie, my stepbrother, John, and their kids. Like I haven't seen them since yeah. we got married. And like Zach, my nephew is just about to turn 30. He didn't come to our wedding. So I haven't seen him I don't remember the last time I saw Zach. Um, and then my niece Grayson and if you Noah are like huge. Yeah. They're like adults yeah. almost. Yeah. I was like, geez. So I became that old lady that walked around to all the like young people like, I remember when you were this big. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I didn't want to be that lady. And there, here I am. Talking about everyone's age and the weather. That was like. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the thing. But I mean, it was really relaxed. And I think the greatest compliment I got is my Aunt Renee. She's like, I've been dreading this all week. I thought it was going to be mopey and sad. And she's like, this was this was joyful. And I'm like, so glad you did this. So that was great. Um, and then. 3.30 rolled around. We cleaned up our park and hopped in the Scouty. 
we to, took off and we took off yeah we're like we've got let's see friday saturday sunday monday we had given ourselves four day uh three and a half days to get home and we we wanted to do more camping so yeah mm-hmm. we wanted to get a kickstart on it and that was the first night we camped we that was had, the only night we camped and, yeah and it was close to seattle we headed out and went over snoqualmie pass yeah we were near north bend area yeah and uh there's a ton of ton of places to camp out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like the recreational, like, heartland of Seattle. Yeah. So, we found uh, it was a little more rushed than normal. Usually, we do a little bit more research before heading out. But this was, you know, we've lived here before. And also, it's just a really dense area. There's so many trails that it's kind of, you're kind of guaranteed to find something. Yeah, so you'll we, find something. We just went on the highway and drove almost to the summit. And started heading down roads that looked promising, and uh, we found one uh, at at the it is kind of a long road. It took us like maybe an hour and a half, no, probably about an hour to get there. And super pretty campsite. Yeah, had a view of the mountain. Really fun entrance. It had a great gatekeeper. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as, as we like to call it, like a like a li- like something that's technical enough to keep most vehicles out. Yeah, like you're not gonna find. It had a good, it had a good rut. It had some good, uh, it was a little steep. So it was good to filter out people. It was steep and the rocks, the gravel was like larger sized rocks as opposed to like the like regular gravel. But then where we actually went camping too, was like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would be hard to get a lot of vehicles. And even a Tacoma with some of the the rake issues might have scraped up against some. Anyways. Yeah. Great campsite. Beautiful, but, but also man, we had visitors. Mosquitoes like crazy. Man, they, when you get out of the truck, it took maybe 10 minutes or so. But man, once they found you. Once they whoo, found you, boy, yeah. That was intense. So we, we ended up watching a uh, show in the truck um after we Which set got up a little the balmy it got a little balmy got a little balmy it was still it was still hot and humid so we had and we had to have our windows up and stuff yeah uh we migrated to the tent then probably around 8 8 30 watched um, another show watch another show i ate a burrito that we picked up from uh trader joe's, trader joe's. oh that restaurant in walling ballard where we had grabbed some lunch after the park oh yeah that was like super burrito good. was so good oh yeah man Anyways, yeah. Place, so if you're ever in Ballard in Seattle and you need a like really good burrito, you should hit us up. I don't remember the name of it right now, but we could totally find it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was about so to yeah. I was about to look it up, but I, I don't know how to find it on the map. We could probably just look it up from our budgeting app. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, here it is. It's there right here. it is. Uh. Never mind. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can't find it. Um. Yeah, so we camped. And you know what? Honestly, we had been at your mom's house for four days. We had been in weird hotels for like two days. And honestly, the tent was so comforting. It It was was. like, it was like our house. I slept so well because, like, it was such a familiar space. Um, Yeah, it was just, it felt so great to like sleep in the tent. I was really excited. And then we got up in the morning to and packed up. Mosquitoes came back. Mosquitoes came back. <laughs> they we, uh, quickly evacuated. <laughs> please, was, please. When we first got up, we're like, oh, this is nice. The mosquitoes are, are not out this morning. But yeah, 15, and then again, 15 it, minutes went yeah. by. It was a complete disaster. Um, then we made, we, we decided to, um, to try to cut some distance that day. Um, 
try to get get as far far as we can, but stop maybe around afternoon time and maybe find camp around um, Eastern Oregon is yeah. what we were thinking. We were thinking like the Steens, Alvord Desert, maybe Fields area. Yeah, or, or even more north. Um, I think we eventually landed, what's the town that we landed? John Day. John Day, that's right. Um, but man, the temperature started ri- rising again. Yeah, it was starting to get really hot. And then it looked like there was a forest fire starting. Yeah, when we pulled into John Day, there was a forest fire that just started. Yeah, because remember we were on the highway and I pointed out the little plume of smoke and I was like, ooh, that looks dangerous. And then by the time we got into John Day, it was not just a plume. And they yeah. had already laid, like, dispatched the helicopters and we saw some like... They had three or four choppers flying over, dropping... Yeah stuff as they do the last fire, time the we were in john day repellent. it was closed because of forest fires so yeah and and the the the, the air was getting super thick. thick our eyes were getting uh watery from the smoke and it was over 100 degrees and we're like man i don't know if we want to stay here tonight yeah just because we weren't sure if they were able to contain that fire or not like nobody wants to like set up camp and then wake up at like midnight to like crackling fire and like smoke and not being able to breathe and having to like pack up and somehow evacuate because you never those fires have like a mind of their own and if there's only one road in and it's blocked by fire like that's super dangerous so we that main highway john day highway the one that we took in and we need we needed to take out to get it back into utah i mean Last time we were on that highway, we, we couldn't get on we, that highway. Remember, we they shut it down yeah. because of the forest fires. Because it, the they always jump the highway and they land on either side. Yeah, and they also like to keep it clear for the hot shots to get through mm-hmm. and to set up their camps along there and stuff. So yeah, we I mean we didn't really want to get trapped there either because to go around that highway is pretty inconvenient. You'd have to backtrack quite a bit and then go either up back into Washington or or down into Nevada or something. So. So we decided instead of camping, we were just going to pull a really long day yeah, and get a hotel. Yeah, because the rationale is if we're going to get a hotel, then it's going to like they're expensive. So if we're going to book a hotel and have to stay in a crappy bed, then we should at least drive, get a lot of driving in. And like, then the ha- rationale- have there be some point to it. Right. So we, we, we probably added another... I don't know, seven or eight hours of driving to the day. And then we rationalized it by if we camped, we'd be on the road an extra day, which would be more coffee purchased and more meals purchased at Mm -hmm. restaurants, which would probably equal a hotel stay. So, yeah, we drove till midnight. Yeah. Yeah, Um, we made it into Idaho. We stayed in a town called Jerome, right above Twin Falls. Right. Red Lion. My first time at a Red Lion. Yeah. It's actually a fine, decent hotel. Yeah. The bed was super comfortable. Yeah, was but like, And it we, better have been because we paid a premium for that thing. Oh, it was one of the last hotels in town again. Yeah. And then with the dog fee. $15 dog fee for some reason. Um, um, yeah. So that put us kind of ahead, kind of ahead of schedule. Can we pause? Sure. Uh, and we're back. And we're back. Okay. Um, we were just getting back from our... Oh, we uh, were... We had a longer day and it put us ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um, so we decided... I mean, 
we were so close so we decided let's just let's just finish it off on sunday which was yesterday yeah and uh have that, today to just that'll give us one day of just chillaxing at home yeah um recovering and developing film in my doing case and recording a podcast and <laughs> cleaning the house and doing laundry and all that all the stuff that happens when you're gone for a while um so we got home i think one of the cool things uh that we got to see on that longer days, we got to see the this weird rainstorm sunset thing. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, just snuck in and the temperature dropped like thirty five degrees. Yeah, it plummeted. I mean, we were over a hundred degrees. We started hitting clouds, and then it's all of a sudden like seventies and raining. And we had the windows down in the rain because it was felt amazing. Right, and like it was still everything was still so hot that the rain basically like evaporated. Chris didn't even need to turn on the windshield wipers for part of it because you could watch the rain evaporate on the windshield. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, and <coughs> sorry. Uh, and then we, we made good time the next day as well. Probably put in another 12 hours or so of driving. I can't, I I don't think there was really anything of note yesterday. I mean, it was just a lot of driving. Uh, we, we, we passed through, we had some great weather in Wyoming. We pulled off to take some pictures. What was it? Jody's diner in, what was that little town where we stopped and got lunch yesterday? That amazing toast. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was the 4th of July. It was the 4th of July. So there was a lot of activities going on. We, we had a couple coffee shops that were closed, but yeah, Jody's diner, man. That was so good. It was packed. It was packed. We had, I called when we were on the highway, I'd called ahead of time to order for, pick up because you know it's hot so we can't leave the dog in the car um and yeah so this place called jody's it's somewhere in wyoming isn't it yeah it was it's in wyoming uh i wish i could find it on the map i want to say it's in 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 rawlings maybe Um, maybe but but yeah, so so we grabbed lunch and then uh, finished off the day. Made it back to Denver. Got a car wash. Yeah. Um. I mean, we we only went off road maybe like a total of like I don't know three hours maybe four. But uh, we had so many bugs on the car. Oh my car. god, so many bugs. <laughs> it was mostly scrub scrubbing off scrubbing off all the dead bugs. Yeah. And um then and just kind of looking over the vehicle as well, just yeah. making sure nothing. She got her first dent. Oh yeah, our back. We got this rear, our rear bumper is great in the sense that it is, looks okay and it holds a tire and it swings out. But man, when that thing swings out, it's it got has, nothing that stops it from hitting the side. It's got so much momentum and it's heavy. Yeah. And, the, and, and it doesn't have a stopper. We got to figure out how to fix this. But yeah. the bottom right part of the Scout is where it hits is the first place that it hits. Uh-huh. It's like the b- underside of the bumper. And it we've been kind of slowly chipping away at the paint. But then when we get to the car wash and I open up the bumper in preparation to wash the car off and the car wash doesn't work. So I put I put my wall back in my pocket. I get in the car to go pull into the next stall and I leave the bumper open. Oh my God, I saw it open. I was like, what is he doing? And like, you know, when you see something happening and it's happening in slow motion, but you have like no control of your body. So you can't like move and jump up and stop it. I just sat there like watching this happen. And my brain is like, no. 
but I'm completely paralyzed. Like I can't move. And then I was experiencing the same thing in the driver's <laughs> seat. As soon as I started moving, I saw in my rearview mirror the the tire that was on the hitch. I saw it move, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I left the bumper open, and I, you know, I'm just pulling over the next stall. So I was going so slow. But man, that next like 10 seconds was such a delicate process <laughs> trying to slow the truck down enough that because I, I, I didn't want the bumper to fling out in either direction right. too hard. Because if it went out to the to the right, who knows how much it's going to crush the side of our car. Right. And if, it, and if I stop too quickly, it's going to fling around and maybe it'll bust the rear window uh-huh. of the cab or something. And I'm just like, holy crap, like... To please God help me in this delicate moment with this bumper. <laughs> and yeah, so it, it from like from anybody else watching the truck, it probably looks stupid because I'm going like two miles an hour. But inside the cab, it's like the most stressful moment of the day. <laughs> Anyways, slow, tried to delicately stop. But even in that process, the bumper swung out. It didn't, it wasn't like a hard hit, but it hit it enough that we bent a little bit of the bottom. Of the, the body. The bottom of the bumper part i guess it's the body i don't know what it is but behind the wheel well yeah he wouldn't i mean looking at the scout you probably wouldn't even notice it unless you were looking for it but still it's like it's one of those things where this i don't know now this isn't the original paint on our scout so it's not like it's like this pristine beauty that's and it's definitely got bondo in it so it's not this pristine preserved truck that we just damaged but Still, it's you know. But now there's like exposed metal, and it's yeah, we're gonna have to probably we're we're gonna treat. I mean, we're gonna bring the scout back up to Ames soon, probably this month, and they're gonna give it a look over. Maybe just just a regular maintenance thing to just because we've put we've put a lot of miles on it, so they're just gonna check it out and check the bolts and make sure everything looks good. And while we're there, might get recommendation on how to treat this piece of exposed metal just because... And then something maybe if they have any ideas for the bumper. And then I pulled the knob off the hood release. So now we can't pop the hood unless we have you know, right. those and then, pliers. Yeah, the other issue we had this trip is Luisa <laughs> accidentally pulled off the, the engine. I was so popper. excited to show my uncles the engine, like... Now, to be fair, yeah, when we when we were at the park, we pop, we were popping the hood like five times because yeah. everyone's like, let me see the engine. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, it was, was getting, it was getting a lot of use. So excited to show my uncles. I don't know. I like became like this little kid again because um, they're both like they're both like engine guys. Um, and then the knob just popped off in my hand. And then I was like, honey. <laughs> so now we. Need, I don't think that was really your fault. That was probably going to happen yeah eventually but now we need pliers to get the hood open but we can probably attach we could probably get that knob reattached pretty easily yeah and um yeah should we conclude with what we have sitting over here okay on the table so we packed up my grandma's glassware and my mom's crystal at the house in seattle in seattle and put it in the scout and um i mean i feel like we did a pretty good job packing but we went off road a couple of times just to get some really good pictures because the sky was like doing this like magical, like layered sunshine, rain, like epicness. There was like a double freaking rainbow for a while. And so like, of course, we had to pull off and take pictures. And camping. That was a couple hours. Right. So but we hit this one road where the washboard was like. 
I don't know. I feel like my intestines are still recovering. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was every, intense. Yeah, everything watchboard. reorganizing, our hood, hood falling apart, oh or, or our, our top falling yeah, apart, all the like, stuffing coming out of so our So like on my cab. side of the cab, whenever we hit some off-road stuff, like this, like I called asbestos confetti. I don't actually know if there's asbestos up there, but like little pieces of like silvery paper and cardboard like leak out by my window. <laughs> Anyways, it was really, really intense. And I was like, the crystal. Oh, I got the crystal. And then so I ended up calling like that road, like the heritage hammer or like the heirloom hammer. And so we actually haven't opened the boxes yet to see if anything survived. So I have a box here. So this is a box of three sets of crystal glassware glassware that came from your mom's house. Right. We have a wine glass. We have a snifter and then we have a champagne coupe. Yeah. And there's probably 20 glasses or something. There's like, I think there's eight of each. So eight eight times three is 16, uh, 24, 24. Yeah. And, and yeah, so they're wrapped in newspaper, packed up nice and tight. Ah! And we were trying to gamble what percentage survived. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to open it. So you're going to open it up. I'll narrate. Okay. Luisa is opening up the box. She is removing the topmost layer of newspaper. Okay, we have at least one cup that has survived. I'm going to pull it over here and examine it real quick. I thought this was a crack, but it's a... uh, It's etching. It's etching. So these glasses, they have etched uh, leaves in them, some kind of plant. There's some flowers on here. Wine glass. I think we might be good. So far, so good. I haven't gotten to the coops yet. They're the most delicate. Yeah. So far, nothing has been damaged. I'm going to be... I mean, you know, on our last trip with the eggs, like we packed two dozen eggs and carted them all over three three states. How is it? We got an intact coop. Okay, intact coop. Anyways, with the eggs, like we we went over several states, made it all the way home, and not a single egg. One egg, one egg cracked. Well, to okay, it cracked, but it was a visible hairline crack. It's it didn't, hadn't actually opened. Nothing came out of it. That's true. Yeah, so it survived. It was still edible. Except that it hadn't been refrigerated for like six days. Oh, oh my God! I can't believe it. There. I am not a particularly sentimental person. Like I don't put a lot of like uh, physical objects don't aren't what ties me to my past or my future or like they don't define me. But for some reason, these crystal glasses and then my grandma's glassware is like one thing that was important. And we haven't checked the grandma's glassware, but that was packed in a much more secure container. So if this crystal survived the heritage hammer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, you know, there's some about that scout where it, it feels terrible off road. <laughs> like the, the suspension and the vibrations is, is worse than anything I've experienced, but stuff survives. So I don't know what, uh. Like we broke so many eggs in the Tacoma, but and but the Tacoma felt nice and soft, whereas this feels, 
you know, like we're like we're breaking everything, but everything seems to survive. So it's it's a weird, it's something weirds going on. Every single glass. Yeah, this is a lot of glasses too. Man, this is crazy. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's eight. One, two, three, four. So there's eight of each. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Woo! Right. Well, everything survived. <laughs> We now made it home in one mess. piece. <laughs> time to service the truck again. Yep. Um, we'll catch you next time. Next time might be after a shorter camping trip here in Colorado or after we drop the truck off in Ames. We've got that International Harvester meetup in a couple weeks too. Yep, that's true. Yeah, it's like the Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain Rendezvous or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So yeah, lots of stuff coming up. And I think that's probably good for this that's episode. That's probably good. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.